Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast featuring Paul St. Andrew, Justin Sheeler, Joel Benson, and Greg Rios. Paul and Justin are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. And Joel and Greg are mortgage consultants with Truestone Home Mortgage, a division of Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union. And now, Twin Cities on the Move. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Welcome to episode number nine. This is Twin Cities on the Move, a podcast about Twin Cities real estate and mortgages. I'm Paul St. Andrew, with realtor with Remax Results. I'm here with a couple friends of mine. And we have to, before we even get rolling today, remind everybody that we are sponsored by Country Financial and insurance agent Tina Win Chandy, insurance person extraordinaire. And Joel, how are you today? I'm doing great. You have something to tell us about I do Tina, indeed. don't you? I, I do indeed. Now, you took the time to find the right house for yourself and your family. Did you do the same with your home insurance? Tina Win Chandy with Country Financial can customize your coverage to fit your life and your budget. When you find the right home, get the right insurance. Call Tina Win Chandy, Country Financial, 651-846-8163. Home policies issued by Country Mutual Insurance. Company and Country Casualty Insurance Company, Bloomington, Illinois. Guys, I also want to just to once again thank Tina Winchandy with Country Financial for her continued support and sponsorship of uh, Twin Cities on the Move. We do appreciate it greatly. Also, I'm Joel Benson, True Stone Home Mortgage, NMLS number 1064642. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Tina. Love all of our sponsors, past, present, and future. Greg, who normally joins us, he's down today, but we have a great pinch hitter here. Alec from the Longfellow Grill over in the Longfellow neighborhood of Minneapolis was kind enough to join us. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for inviting me in. I appreciate, uh, first, you guys uh, having me come in to talk to you guys and see how all this works. I've been listening to podcasts for over 10 years, and I'm excited to uh, play with you guys. Oh, today. man, it's fun all to right. have you. Cool. It's Welcome fun to ahead. have you. Yeah, yeah. So, and hey, I'm kind of thirsty. What's going on at Longfellow <laughs> Grill on a Friday afternoon? Oh, man, what's going on? You know, we're just about to come up on happy hour. This is going to be the second of three that we do all week long. We do a, um, a morning happy hour, an afternoon and an evening happy hour uh, five days a week, and we do a late night happy hour seven days a week, so we're always trying to find a way to give you a good value when you come into the Longfellow. Awesome. See, good to know. We're going to hear from Alec here um, coming up throughout the show, and um, also hear a lot about the Longfellow Grill in just a little bit, too. I'm excited to talk. It's kind of my... I feel like Norm at Cheers when I go there every it's time. Your home. It, it is my home away from oh. home. I do love it there. Yeah, you are. So. You are. We love it when you come in. You're it's, one of our official mascots. So when you come in, you know, we lighten up and, and the bar's ready to play. Here we you know? go. I yeah. know. It's always good. So we'll hear a lot about Longfellow Grill coming up today. I'm excited for that. And... Realtor yeah. extraordinaire Justin Sheeler is always I'm, I'm available, still too. still here, Justin Sheeler with Remax Results. Yeah, so thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And, Justin, how I have had busier weeks, I guess. I don't. What do you think? How is Under, the market doing? Understatement of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the real estate market has, has I don't I don't want to say a screeching halt, thank goodness. No, you no know, it's not. Not but, at all, really. But it is slower. It is. Yeah. Things have changed in the market. It's, yeah. it's the shift has really, you know, it's starting to, you know, feel it's you feel it so much. It actually today, the day that we're recording this, it made the front page of the Star Tribune. Yeah. You know, and there's an article about that, which the Star Tribune, you know, bless their heart, they're usually a few months behind on the trends, but that's okay. And we were talking with a a real estate guru right before our show, and uh, it's not all bad. You know, a lot of people think market's slowing down a little bit. Oh, God, you know, what's going to happen next? But um, this is something we've been kind of praying for a little bit 
for the last couple of years, we just don't have enough inventory. Right. If you're a buyer out there or if you're a seller that needs to sell and turn around and buy something right away, this is a great opportunity for you. We're finally starting to get more inventory in. Prices are starting to equalize a little bit. They're not like falling out of the sky or anything, but they're getting to a point where they're closer to the true market value. I agree. So, I agree. And it's at the same time, too, I think that the as a buyer, the what you what was happening six eight months ago and it, w- it was so discouraging it's frustrating and to, just yeah done with it yeah i'm sure you saw that joel you heard from all your mortgage people and you know you deal we deal with listings and buyers you deal with specifically buyers and refinance you know and one of the part of the beauty of this yes the market has slowed but how are the rates these days well, okay. I, I always like to start off by saying the rates are awesome. They're always awesome, <laughs> right? Yep. Here's the thing. The, the rates have seen an uptick over the last two, three weeks um, that if you were just closely monitoring rates, trying to gauge whether you should refinance, you're probably in panic mode, but your rate's probably still a third of what your parents paid. So they're still great. I mean, we're looking at 30-year rates that are still hovering right around 4%, maybe a little bit under. So I mean, they're, that is they're, phenomenal. they're historically yeah. awesome. You know, if we, if we look, you know, just in a vacuum of what's happened in the last month or so, it's, it's been negative. You know, for the first time, I'm actually kind of keeping an eye on the bond market because I've got so many clients that are, I want to refinance, but let me know when it gets to three and a half. And it's like, really? You yeah. know, the, the difference between, you know, a 4% and a 3.5 rate, what really is that, you know, on your monthly payment? It's not significant. So, you know, people, you know, it's a perception is reality type yeah. thing. People start talking about, you know, the sky is falling. And then they're heading to Longfellow Grill. They're just they're yeah, drowning their they sorrows. <laughs> <and they're just laughs> the rates went up again, so I'm going to have a couple of beers. <laughs> yep, yep. That's you know? exactly what happens. But the thing is, too, you mentioned that, okay, the rates might tick up slightly, but at the same time, what we're seeing if, as far as housing prices go is that they're contracting a little bit. If you are a buyer in this market, you'll go out and you'll be pleasantly surprised that you won't be tripping over a bunch of people to do it. You'll be able to make thoughtful decisions and you'll be able to get a house that you'll be able to, you know, have a lot of memories in. Mm -hmm. So, all right, good guys. Well, listen, I am so excited about this. When we come back, we're going to talk to Alec, manager of Longfellow Grill um, on Sunny Lake Street in the River Road. Um, I want to hear all about my neighbor down the street. And then also being in October here coming up, you don't want to miss it. We have spooky house stories and spooky mortgage stories later on in the show as well. So we'll be right back. Twin Cities on the Move brought to you by Tina Wynn Chandy at Country Financial. We're back, episode number nine, Twin Cities on the Move, here with Joel, Justin, and Alec. Alec from Longfellow Grill. I'm so excited again to, to bring Alec in. I've been coming to Longfellow Grill, I think, since they first opened the door. I'm a lifelong Longfellow resident, and I remember when it was quite a sleepy little community that rolled up the streets about five o'clock, and finally I have a place to go and get a beer and hang out and and have a wonderful dinner, and and it's a great, wonderful addition to the neighborhood. They're a great neighbor, and so welcome. Thanks for coming, Alec. Paul, thank you guys, everybody. Um, it's it's a pleasure to be in here. Um, it's it's fun to kind of talk about uh, community and to talk about neighborhoods and to um, find new ways to connect to those 
those to those places. Um, for us at the Longfellow Grill, you know, we've been around for almost 15 years. Um, sounds like you guys are about old enough. You could have a, a driver's permit by now together. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Having a, a good value on food and beverage and a place for people to come is one thing. But to actually be interjected into the neighborhood and to participate in your community, to to have a, a, a channel to give back and, and a way to support the community that supports you and keeping your business around. It's, it's something that's rewarding in a way that I haven't been able to experience working in other restaurants. For us, um, especially in the Longfellow community, we want to be unique in that way. For us, each location through the Blue Pate family is trying to find a way to be um, unique and and helpful in those communities. And for us, it's it's going to be things like uh, dying to, no, to donates for uh, local charities or for South High School or uh, doing catering drop-offs for, uh, you know, the U of M or for the nurses over at the hospital. It's it's just so rewarding to find ways to, to give back to those people that come in and show support day after day, to be able to give smiles and to give handshakes and hear about vacations or kids going off to college, those things that are so interesting and so fun that make being in that community unique and special, you know? Speaking of unique, uh, what kind of unique deals do we have? I'm yeah, honest. what do you have today? Yeah, we're yeah, to, yeah, I appreciate you. to get off topic. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And for us, that is something that we want to do every day. So for instance, specifically just for today, if you use the Blue Plate app, you're going to get $2 off of a tap beer. Nice. Uh, tomorrow, that's going to be something different. The day yeah. after, something different. With but the idea, always something. Exactly. The idea being, what, what can we do to entice you to come back? How can we get you to come back and have fun and be excited uh, spending your time with us, you know. So for today, that's what the thing is. Um, probably by the time this podcast hits, uh, we'll have uh, three new food features and three new drink features to again entice people to come in and spend some time with some time with us, uh, get to know us, allow us to get to know you, and find ways to make connections with people. Also, you know, you have um, going on throughout the summer. Of course, you ha- you you utilize this wonderful space outside that you have. Yeah, that's um, absolutely and you have true. A, you have kind of tell. Let's hear a little bit about that. And then I I know you mentioned that you have a little secret winter we thing do. that you're going to pull off here. Yeah, so yeah. tell So tell us. Let's start with the summertime stuff and the and your patio. Absolutely. Thank you. So uh, for us, we have a nice open kind of communal space, uh, kind of a courtyard. Um, we share that space with Dunn Brothers and. And with uh, CoreZone, a couple um, local businesses that are independently owned, uh, something that has that same kind of business flair as us. So in the summer, we do patio parties once a month. It's typically the second Wednesday of the month. And every one of those patio parties, we're trying to focus on something different, whether it is a specific brewery or whether it's a specific kind of food. We're always going to have a different kind of band in. So the idea is that you can bring the family down after work, listen to some live music and and find a reason to celebrate summer. So we try to do that all through the all through the summer months, we usually try to do four or five, and then uh, this is the first time that I think anybody's heard about this. Uh, this winter, we have purchased three. Uh, uh, geodesic igloos uh, made <laughs> out of clear plastic that we're going to be putting on our patio. We're planning on having three of those. We're going to have it hooked up to Bluetooth speakers wow. and LED light strips where you as the guest get to come in. You get to hook your um, your phone up to those speakers. You get control of the lights. That's and cool. then we'll have a nice little unique menu for, for those individuals that come out. Wow. Um, just another that's reason. So awesome. <laughs> that sounds and so And that's fun. exactly it. We want to find another reason to celebrate being in the community. And it's a little bit tougher in the winter unless you can really get out there. So this is our way to say, 
um, you know, let's attack winter head on and let's have some fun with it. So our plan is to get some little space heaters out there so it's nice and cozy. Um, we're going to have staff specifically dedicated for those igloos. We want to give it a shot. We want to try to find a way to extend that party and have fun in the winter. No, oh, that's wonderful. That sounds like we so much fun. We should do a fun. snow from, or a show from the glues. I think that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, a awesome. show from the snow. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. yes uh, let's do it. So we'll, you know, that's something that we're planning on rolling out in November. Um, and, and we're very excited. It's going to be both us and the Freehouse that are doing this. And it's as unique to um, to our Blue Plate uh, family. For, for those who haven't been into the Longfellow Grill, can you give me uh, an item or two on the menu that are, that are uh, sort of a can't miss? Yeah, absolutely. You know, our fish tacos are always a home run. That's a great value. It's going to get you full. You're probably going to bring one home with you. Uh, that's always an easy sell. We're going to be coming up on the winter months, so our beef stroganoff, though not traditional, uh, very popular if you like something that's going to be nice and hearty and help take that winter chill off the bones. Besides that, you know, we're always going to be doing features and different things to kind of keep people um, excited about coming in, and there are always recipes that are chefs uh, have a hand in and make it unique to our location. So hopefully there's a reflection a little bit of that neighborhood that we're in. You mentioned the app. The app is really cool. Um, and we mentioned it. You have the deal today, two bucks off a pint of beer. Yeah, that's right. That's on the app. If you download this Blue Plate app onto your phone, you log in. Yes, you'll find a deal for all the Blue Plate restaurants. But then also when you get your check, you enter the check number in, and I think it's 150. You get a point, a dollar a point or something. Once you get 150 points, points yep. they drop $10 on your phone. Yep. And you can use it at any Blue Plate restaurant. I happen to use it at Longfellow Grill 99% of the time. They're all good, but it's two blocks from my house. Yeah, so, yeah that's right. And it's... It's just it is. It's a good deal. It's not you know. It's a good coupon for sure, and it's kind of fun. And you always, I always am walking down to the Longfellow Grill looking on my phone. What's the deal today? So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Any way we can get you to come in, Paul? Yeah, yeah. So it's a good spot if you're in the Longfellow neighborhood of Minneapolis. I really hope you stop by, say hi to Alec and all of the staff there. They'll make you feel at home. You'll get a wonderful meal, maybe a cold beverage, and you'll have a good time. So again, Longfellow Grill. They're on the corner of Lake Street and the River Road in South Minneapolis. We'll be back soon. It's Halloween month here. It's Spooky House Stories at Twin Cities on the Move coming up. Welcome back. Episode number nine of Twin Cities on the Move. It's our October Halloween episode. And yes, it is about to get a little spooky in here. (laughs) The realtors and the mortgage guys and the... Longfellow grill managers. Yeah, we're a bunch of scary dudes. That's for sure. <laughs> when you say spooky stories on a, on a real estate and mortgage podcast, I don't, I don't have, you know, my thought always goes to the haunted house and things like this, but I have, you know, I have haunted transactions is what I have. <laughs> my favorite in, in sort of a sick kind of way. Um, and one of the things I always tell my clients up front when, when we start the relationship is that they need to be completely up front. The more that we uncover and just, you know, create a base of, of factual information, the easier the transaction is going to be. So probably my worst story, and I've had many like this, but the worst one that takes the cake, I had a client called me up. And, and I always ask on the initial application, we're going to ask a lot of disclosure questions about, you know, alimony, child support, different sources of income and, you know, liabilities. And and apparently this had been weighing on him for a while because he hadn't been up front. He called to let me know about uh, a week before closing that he did, in fact, have a child support obligation that I was going to find out about. And okay. the part that really takes the cake, he said to me, I'm going to need you to keep this quiet. 
because <laughs> what do you mean? Oh <laughs> it was for a child that his wife wasn't in the know of. She oh, had no idea geez. that he had oh, a child boy. that he's paying child support on. Oh. And he'd like me to keep it quiet. That's like how yeah. many red flags? It's just one giant red flag. Holy man! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, the, wow. Let's just say the, uh, the that that transaction was uh, that one was killed. Did she find? Did she find out? <laughs> she didn't because we didn't close. I okay. mean, wow. and, and I even you know when I said to him, I said, look, you know, I uh, I appreciate it. I'm more than happy to keep your privacy, but you have to understand at the closing table, there's going to be a loan document that has. All of your It'd information. Black and white. Yeah. Holy man. Wow. Well, you made it. You survived. I survived. It you was a survived. little spooky, yeah. but I survived. Wow. I do have a, a good friend of mine up in Duluth that had a house on London Road, which is right by the lake there, an old, beautiful Victorian house. That, And I'm not a big b- believer in this stuff, but, dude, that house was haunted. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it was legit haunted. I mean, it started out with just little things. Like he and his wife went out to dinner. They were going out the back door, and he um, they looked and they had they had a you know kitchen cabinets, and then they had all these antiques above the kitchen cabinets, sitting up there, big vases and tin boxes and things like that. And she says, "Gee, you know, we got to get those down, and we we need to clean those. You know, like you do every six months or eight months or what." Okay, yeah, yeah. Off they go to eat. Met them for dinner and had a nice meal. They came home, and I saw him the next day, and he tells me that they walked in the door, and every single one of those was on the kitchen counter, all cleaned and on towels. Yeah, another believe one. It believe it or not, another one. free uh, poltergeist. Yeah, <laughs> yep. another one, this friend of mine, he went to Gus Davis and when he, when he was in college, and one of his old college buddies came up from Minneapolis up to Duluth to visit him over the weekend, you know, and this was before I knew him, before he was married. And he lived in this house, and um, they had a fun weekend hanging out together. And his friend had to work on Sunday afternoon, so he got up early Sunday morning, and he hopped on his motorcycle and went out the driveway, around the block, and then down London Road and passed right in front of the house. And this was early in the morning. He was the first one up and out the door, you know. And he waved at the person up in the third-floor window, you know, um, looking out. And he got home, and... um, called his buddy and or whatever, you know, and said, Hey, nice to see you. Yeah, thanks. I said he said, if I wouldn't have left if I'd have known you were up. And my friend said, oh, I didn't get up till about ten thirty, eleven. <laughs> so who was waiting nice. at the window? So <laughs> I don't know. If you dun, dun, dun. I, Yep. So if you're ever in Duluth, I'll tell you the address. If you're going to Duluth, you can go by and stare at it. Somebody's gonna wave at the window. That's so awesome. yeah. Yeah. So what about you, Justin? I I did have uh, I did have one experience that was uh, we'll we'll say it was different. Um, I was taking a, a a really nice couple out. They were friends of an investor I had worked with for years, and I actually really enjoyed working with these people. And we were heading out to Stillwater uh, one night to show some properties. It was about this time of year, about three years ago, and uh, a little bit little bit later in October, closer to Halloween. And uh, we had intentionally tried to leave a little bit early so that we could see all the houses while it was still light out and you get a good look at the outside. And uh, something weird had come up, and we just couldn't get out earlier. So, of course, we're looking at all these houses in the dark. And the, the favorite house that we were looking forward to was this last old turn-of-the-century uh, colonial-style house out in uh, Stillwater uh, with a little bit of kind of Victorian feel to it. 
And uh, so we start heading to Stillwater. We're about 15 minutes out. And uh, the huge harvest moon is out, of course, big orange-yellow moon, just like it was sitting right over Stillwater. Um, I tell you, we're, we're driving out there. The clouds start to come in front of the moon a little bit, almost like on a horror movie, like a werewolf wow. movie. And uh, by the time we got out there, um, it was pitch black out. No moon left, nothing. And uh, when we first started looking, it was about 60 degrees outside. By this time of night, it was about 40 and we get out of the car, and so um, it had started to, like, mist a little bit. And because of the change in temperature, we start getting fog. So you can just imagine. You it's know, like it's just It literally is like a movie. Wow. The uh, There's this little street light that was the only light on the street that was actually working. And it was barely, it was, like, flickering on and off. So you can just, <laughs> just and then uh, to add uh, insult to injury, it starts to lightning out. So I'm standing in front of this old turn-of-the-century house, and uh, the only thing lighting up is the lightning and then the, the street lamp that's trying to work. I'm fumbling around for the little, uh, you know, the remote we used to have to use to access the, the key box. The key yeah. box. Yeah. So my, and my clients are looking at me like, what's going on? The wind is blowing about 40, 50 miles oh, an wow. hour. So we have like a mini leaf tornado going on. It's pitch black out except for the lightning and everything. I finally... I finally get the door open, and uh, we start we start walking through the first floor. There's this big grand staircase that takes you up to the second floor, but we figured we'd check out the first floor real quick, and then we'll head upstairs. And uh, we start walking through the house, and of course, it's your typical old turn of the century house. Every footstep is. <laughs> You know, the lights weren't really working very well. We had a little bit of light coming out of the old dining room with this old chandelier that, of course, had cobwebs on it. And the lights are kind of flickering a little bit. And uh, it was a little weird because I grew up in a turn-of-century house. And uh, so I'm used to I'm used to breezes and, you know, drafts and stuff like that. The old houses, you could hear the wind whistling through them. But um, not only would there be t- changes in temperature in each room, well, or in the house, but in each room, there was it was kind of unusual. You'd, there'd be certain spots that weren't by the window where you'd expect the drafts to be. Hmm. But anyway, you know, I'm like you, Paul. I I usually default to the the most common, or what I would feel is the most common or logical explanation. But um, so we get through this main level, and uh, it, it's just a beautiful house. But it just it seemed like someone had just had been there that morning and was just gone. But then there's like the cobwebs and stuff that was just so it seemed like it had been empty yeah. for over a year or a couple of years. We head to the, the staircase and we start uh, slowly going up. Mister Buyer goes up first. He gets up to the top of the stairs, and, of course, the lights aren't working. And uh, he's fumbling around upstairs so we can at least see something. We just barely see his silhouette up there. And Mrs. Byer goes up in front of me, and, of course, every step is... (laughs) (laughs) So it's just... It's perfect haunted house Halloween type of scenario. And uh, she gets up to the very top stair. I'm right behind her, and she stops and she's looking at this little nook off to the edge of the stairs. And uh, and, she, and I saw her face, and it was looked kind of puzzled. And I, So I jokingly said, looks like you just saw a ghost. I said, are you okay? And uh, she said, I did. She oh, goes, I saw, I saw an old lady sitting over there in her, in her rocking chair. And uh, she's not there anymore, but I did see her. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. So... Uh, 
So right after quickly changing my underwear, I turned to the <laughs> husband and I said, um, I said, I, I repeated the question to her. I said, uh, well, I, I asked her, I said, uh, did you just say you saw a ghost? And she said, yeah, there was an old lady sitting there in a, in a rocking chair and looking over the staircase. Uh, but don't worry, she's a nice spirit. She's a good spirit. And so I looked at the husband and I said, uh, you know, uh, and he looked at me and goes, oh, yeah, she sees ghosts. Really? So matter of fact, and he keeps walking through the house and turns on a light in the other room. Oh, <laughs> golly. And um, by this time, the back of my, oh, <laughs> the hair on the back of my neck Justin's is standing like, up. I'll wait in the car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my god! You goodness. guys finished the tour. Yeah. And so uh, needless to say, on the way down, I, I stayed to the left of the staircase. Oh, yeah. And as far away from that nook as possible. Did, did she buy the house? They didn't. It, it just needed too much work. But, oh, uh, man. Uh, yeah, but she exorcism. wasn't scared. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't scared at all. Wow, she was just, I was. Yeah, a, wow, she's wow. a nice spirit. It's okay. I have one one question. Yeah. Do you think Tina could insure that house? I'm sure she could. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you referring to Tina Winchan? You know her, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Give I her a call. Give her a call. 651-846-8163. She'll insure even She'll your house. She's not afraid man. of ghosts. I know it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am, though. I'm not buying that house. I'm not buying that it's house. It's still available no. if anybody's yep, wondering. Yep. So <laughs> I would have not ever gone upstairs no i was that I was really yeah. i was ready to leave so i know and we can't quit yet you know we have one more I, i've been waiting to hear this one alec kind of told me a, just a little bits and pieces now he's not a realtor not a mortgage guy so but he has a haunted restaurant yeah so you know really? this is kind of appropriate i think this works in two ways um there used to be a restaurant called four paws down in the irvine sure. neighborhood in st paul yep um it's a mansion first of all so there's your you know there's your housing haunted side mansion. of it okay yeah, that's it um, and it was a restaurant, so that kind of that falls into my foray as well. Um, and the story goes basically: when it was a mansion, it was uh, built for a, a man named uh, Joseph Forpas, uh, wife, family, the whole deal, servants, uh, maids, the whole thing. Um, they had uh, one maid named Molly, who was, I guess, very fetching. Uh, the uh, uh, Joseph, at some point, uh, became very close with this uh, with this maid Molly. And um, eventually the wife kind of caught wind of their closeness and began to um, have this made, you know, work on chores that were away from the bedrooms, away from the husband, that kind of a thing. At some point it was discovered that Molly was pregnant with Joseph's uh, baby. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. And at this point uh, Joseph found out and cut ties with this relationship completely, put the kibosh on it. It seems as though she was so... Uh, distraught by this situation that she tied a rope around her neck and threw herself out the window. Oh, no. Uh, died instantly. Very impactful, both to the house, as they say in the kind of spirit world. Um, but uh, it was also very impactful for the husband, Joseph, uh, so much so that uh, he snuck a pistol under his coat, went into a remote area near the house, and killed himself oh upon my gosh. this news. But the ghost story comes in on the other side, uh, both from uh, guests at the restaurant when it was a restaurant and from staff. Um, it is said that mostly uh, brides, uh, brides-to-be, um, people that are a little bit more sensitive to that side of uh, the ethereal world uh, would typically see that made Molly uh, floating around the house, um, uh, tinkering with things, doing things. Hmm. And the same could be wow. said for Joseph himself uh, in kind of uh, 1800s garb, uh, a vest and some trousers, kind of just mulling around uh, uh, the restaurant slash mansion. So uh, really? though the restaurant is no That's longer cool. there, um, it is a beautiful, beautiful mansion. And I'm sure that once they open that back up, you could 
should try it yourself and see if you can find uh, one of those two specters floating around. That's and awesome. it's uh, oh, I, or not, or not. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I took a prom date to that that restaurant. Hey, in I high did school. too. Did you? I didn't, so, I didn't see wow. a ghost. No, no I didn't either. No. It's still daylight out. I'm oh, glad man. I didn't know about this. That's yeah. interesting. That's yeah, really that's, interesting. But so. that's what I know for uh, for a haunted either restaurant or uh, that's as close as I have to a uh, to that. That's ghost really a neat deal. Thanks, man. Thanks a million. So, all right. So you can turn the lights back on again. Everything's fine. And thanks a lot again for listening. This was episode number nine. I really want to thank Alec for coming in. Um, for sure. Thank you. It was really, you know, I, I I love to share some of my favorite stuff. And Longfellow Grill is one of my favorite spots. So I really, really appreciate you taking the time to come in and be a part of the show today. Look for us on Facebook, uh, Twin Cities on the Move, on our Facebook page. Uh, like the page and um, stop by Longfellow Grill. They have a great uh, Facebook page, too. Lots of good deals and specials on there as well. Please don't hesitate to subscribe to Twin Cities on the Move anywhere you get your podcasts. And we'll see you soon with episode let, let, let number me, Let me throw this out, too. Yeah. I, I think we should literally plan episode 10 or 11, whichever it might be, from the igloo. At Longfellow Grill. We'll announce it on our Facebook page. If you come out and join us, I'll pay for your first drink. There you go. There you go. It's We'd love to have you. Done. It'd be be our pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate the invitation. This has been a lot of fun and very interesting. So thank you guys very much for bringing me to the fold with you guys today. Wonderful. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. This has been Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast. Paul St. Andrew and Justin Sheeler are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. You can find Paul online at minnesotahomesales.com and Justin at justinsheeler.com with Sheeler spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E-R. Joel Benson and Greg Rios are mortgage consultants with Truestone Home Mortgage, a division of Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union. And they can be found online at truestonehomemortgage.com slash joel hyphen benson and truestonehomemortgage.com slash greg hyphen rios. Truestone is spelled T-R-U-S-T-O-N-E and rios is spelled R-I-O-S. Truestone Home Mortgage and Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union are not affiliated with Remax or Remax Results. This show has been produced by Minnesota Podcasting, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of REMAX Results, Truestone Home Mortgage, Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union, or Minnesota Podcasting. 